you ever wish you had Burt Reynolds chest hair? Any chest hair at all? Tired of your underarms looking like a wet dead rat? Well, have no fear. Underhairs has your back. And your front. Find out more about this special offer at gripunreality.buzzsprout.com. Once again, that's gripunreality.buzzsprout.com. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality, a podcast for those who want to get out into nature and build camaraderie through storytelling. Glad to have you back. Thanks for being patient with me. My mental health was uh, starting to take a hit. You know, I love doing the podcast, but it was becoming a part-time job and trying to balance my primary job, my home life, my friendships, my relationship, and just Participating in general hobbies was becoming too much, and I needed to take a break. So thank you for your understanding. And in case you were wondering, I did. I started some new hobbies. Uh, not just day hiking anymore. I started painting miniatures for board games. So if you have any miniatures that need to be painted and you want some tips, or you want me to do them for you, just holler. You know, we can work something out. The break provided me some time to reminisce about the first season and some things that I would like to see change based off feedback that y'all have provided me. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ed, for mentioning that I sound too much like NPR sometimes and that the real grip, questionably the real grip, sometimes there's confusion on which one was which, uh, isn't coming out in the podcast. And I'm going to do my best to allow the real grip to shine through at times. It also made me refocus on what I want this podcast to be about. And in reality, I really do. I just want to help get people out into nature and feel the same healing effects that I felt. I want them to feel the same physical challenges that I've felt. And I do want to share stories. I'm a storyteller. I love talking. It's probably why I'm an SLP now. I love narrative language. So let's kick this season off right with the topic of accessible national parks. Being out in nature is healing, it's fun, it helps us reconnect, it's primal, it feels wonderful. And the unfortunate fact is, is that a lot of these national parks not only were stolen from indigenous people, but they weren't made very accessible. And I want to tell y'all about three that I have experienced personally and have learned about by surfing the web on today's episode of the Day Hiker's Guide to Reality. Now, I'm going to be using a lot of person-first language, but I also do recognize that there is identity-first language. Talk to people. Find out how they want to be referred to. But I'm going to stick to first-in-person language because that's just how I was taught, and I hope you enjoy this information. I hope it gets more of your friends, your loved ones, your family out there into nature and allows them to connect and kind of feel that joyous feeling. And I'll reiterate it, being surrounded by the pine or seeing in the shadows of the mountains provides a healthy dose of perspective and healing that we all deserve, but in all reality isn't accessible to all of us. That being said, many parks are getting better about accessibility. Now, I'm a, a, this is just an assumption, but if you're tuning into 
this podcast, you you may be a person who is able to walk. And I'm not sure, you know, it occurred to me after having a conversation with a friend in Seattle, how temporarily abled we all are. You know, at any time we could lose the functions and the privileges that we have right now. And what, what a thought it is to just one day not have these things that we take for granted just not accessible to us. And I just want to bring that awareness, you know, I want to bring that awareness to everybody that the things that we take for granted, you know, some marginalized groups don't get the opportunities that we get. And I think that we should be more proactive in thinking about how we can make these activities that we enjoy more accessible to people who use a wheelchair. Also, while doing this research, I did come across something that I think that we should all be aware of for our loved ones, for our friends, just in case they're not aware of it. But U.S. citizens or permanent residents of the United States who have, who have been medically determined to be permanently disabled, um, and it doesn't have to be 100% disability, actually can get a free lifetime pass, an access pass to over 2,000 recreation sites managed by federal agencies in the United States. There is a $10 um, processing fee, but I thought I should make that knowledge more aware to everybody. You know, maybe you have a family member who wants to go. That can potentially save a lot of money when a lot of these national parks are about $30 on average to gain access to. The format for today's episode is I'm going to name the national park. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, and I'm going to name some hikes that are very accessible based on the research that I've done. The internet, you know, it's getting better about it, but it doesn't really do a good job of giving maps for accessible trails. It doesn't really give a good indication of how accessible these trails are for people who use wheelchairs. So that's going to be the setup. I'm going to name the national park, give you some hikes that to consider or to refer to other people who may want to get out into nature, and I'll give you some other tidbits if need be. To kick off this list, I'm going to start close to home. The ninth national park in the United States established in 1915, Rocky Mountain National Park. I mean, pretty much epitomizes Colorado from snow-capped peaks to elk everywhere in the fields, beautiful lakes. Rocky Mountain is a gem. The cool thing about Rocky Mountain National Park is, well, it's pretty high up there, pretty high elevation, pretty rugged land. They have done a good job of making more naturally beautiful areas more accessible. And to kick off this list is Sprague Lake. It offers beautiful panoramic views of the Continental Divide, uh, Taylor Peak, uh, Flat Top Mountain, and these beautiful ponderosa pines that just seem to line up underneath the mountain range. And the cool thing about Sprague Lake is they actually have an accessible backcountry campsite with vault toilet and places to sit, a fire pit. But be sure to grab your backcountry pass from one of the rangers at the visitor center. They're generally free, um, but it's a good time. You know, they got to know where you're at. Number two on the list for Rocky Mountain National Park is Bear Lake. It's a 0.6 mile loop and is one of Rocky Mountain National Park's most famous trails it's really accessible you know it is a little rough in some areas some of the roots stick up and some of the dirt can be a little bit loose but uh, overall pretty accessible pretty uh, flat hike 
it's really nice. Bear Lake is uh, also the gateway to a lot of uh, more intense hikes for, you know, people who are looking for the challenge, such as uh, Sky Pond. Uh, but it is an accessible hike. Bear Lake. Number three on this uh, list would be Lily Lake. The Lily Lake Trail seems to be highly accessible. Next up on our list of national parks that have done a good job of being accessible includes Grand Canyon National Park. Uh, don't forget your sunblock on this one. It gets hot. And like I said, uh, it's, it's quite the challenge, but they apparently have done a pretty good job of making the park more accessible to persons who use a wheelchair, uh, self-propelled, or motor-propelled. And the first trail that I would recommend at, to a person who uses a wheelchair is Mules to Mathers. It's a six-mile trail, mostly paved, but can get slick according to some of the resources I rode. So early morning, wintertime, might get a little bit icy. You might need some assistance, but it's worth a go. You just got to be there. Grand Canyon National Park is beautiful. You really can't conceptualize it until you see it. And even then, it's just unbelievable. And the second park that I would recommend based off my research is the Grand Canyon Rim Trail. It's about 12.7 miles, so, you know, you might not do it all, but again, the views are breathtaking. Get out there, you know, really feel that feeling of how small we can be. It's really, you know, you can take it two ways. You can be scared or it's a humbling feeling, and I fall on the ladder. I think it's super humbling, and it makes me just appreciate things a little bit more. Number three on our list is Yosemite National Park. Uh, many of Yosemite's most scenic vistas are, or, or points of interest are visible from the park roads and overlooks. So that's highly accessible. A lot of these trails that you know people go on just to see the same uh, structure, El Capitan, uh, the valley, are accessible to others. It also, you know, this is just me nerding out as a speech pathologist, uh, spe sorry, speech language pathologist. You know, you can't call us speech teachers apparently, but you know, we technically are one who teaches. So, I don't know, I don't get it. But anyways, they do have an aphasia-friendly visual guide, and it's available to print on their website. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it does a pretty good job. You know, it, it has good pictures, good signs. It's pretty straightforward. Check it out. Pretty awesome. Great resource for other SLPs who are, you know, maybe have some clients who were at one time very outdoorsy. Now, the hikes in Yosemite, based off the research that I did that look accessible to persons who use a wheelchair, are the Lower Yosemite Falls. Uh, it's a paved half a mile trail. There's a slight incline near the end, but it seems doable based off some of the first-hand reports I read. So get out there. Go do it. It looks awesome. I personally have yet to be to Yosemite National Park, and it this is definitely one on my list even. The next hike on this list is Sentinel Meadow Loop Trail. Looks amazing. Again, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and, you know, the pictures are beautiful. I mean, just I can picture being out there. I can smell the picture. You know what I mean? You ever smell a picture? Yeah, probably not, but you get the idea. And there you have it, folks. Those are three national parks that are pretty accessible. I hope you learned something on today's episode, and thank you again for being patient with me during my absence. I plan to do more episodes regularly for Season 2. 
I'm still not sure if I'll do weekly releases or bi-weekly, but stay tuned. I'll keep everybody updated on social media and stay out there. Stay wild. I hope you're all well. Stay healthy.